0: It has never been so important to stay close to Jesus. This morning, I got wrapped into reading things, the news, social media, and I found myself wasting 35 minutes. And at the same time, getting a little bit frustrated, I could feel kind of my my, my blood boiling, like what in the world is going on? These people aren't getting it. And so I said, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh my gosh. It's already six o'clock. I had better pray. So I shut everything down and I went into my regular prayer routine, sitting in peace for 15 minutes, offering everything to God, giving him everything, my life, my breath, my body, my soul, my spirit, My husband, my kids, my family, my extended family, my friends, my spiritual friends like you out there in the world, anyone who comes in contact with me, and of course, the sinners of the world. I give it all to him because it's all his anyway. I give him my home, my material goods, my ministry, money, finances, everything. And then lastly, I give him my faith. I give him all the spiritual gifts that he has given me. And then I say, Lord, that's all yours. If you and your will would like to give them back to me and more, I will gladly take them. But please, before you do, can you clean them up? Can you scrub them and sanctify them and give them back to me in a better way, (laughs) in a better shape and form than I gave them to you initially? And then, I sit and I and I let his calmness and peace come over me. I bind spirits of distraction and things that are, you know, fighting me through this prayer time. And then I ask God, the angels and saints, my guardian angel, Mary, Saint Joseph to wrap around me and the Holy Trinity to hold us all together as I read the readings. And I beg, Lord, please speak to me. I don't know if I've got enough time <laughs> to share everything that, that I was pulling out of this and my experience this morning. And I'm sure that there are many of you that are feeling exactly this way. So the first reading, Jeremiah, I love Jeremiah, chapter 18, verse 1 through 6. This is all about the potters, right? So he gets a message from the Lord, rise up, be off to the potter's house. There I will give you my message. So he gets a message to go somewhere to get a message. (laughs) So Jeremiah goes to the potter's house and there was the potter working at the wheel. Whenever the object of clay, which he was making turned out badly in his hand, he tried again making of the clay another object of whatever sort he pleased. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Can I not do to you, house of Israel, as this potter has done? Indeed, like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, house of Israel. All right, let's just think of it individually for ourselves. What is God saying? You're the clay. I'm the potter. I can do whatever I want to you if you come to me and allow me to continue to remold you and remold you and make you into what I desire you to be. Right? Making of the clay, another object of whatever sort he pleased. So this morning... I'm in a little bit of a tizzy. I can't believe the, 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 the people in this world are not seeing what is really, truly happening. There is evil. There is good. And it is clear as day to me. But many people don't see it. And that I need to understand and realize everyone is in a different place in their lives. And I didn't see it myself. Hello. I was one of those folks who was walking in the dark believing everything I was spoon-fed and just living my selfish little life and falling into the hatred and the anger and the division of the world. So I have been there, done that. I didn't just all of a sudden have an epiphany of reality and exactly what's going on. I didn't fall off the horse like, like Saul and immediately turn into Paul. It was a process for me. So I have to realize, okay, I can't Project my, I can't bring people exactly to what I see. What I have to do through my prayer this morning is to actually help people ask the questions and start doing their own research. And by the way, remind them to go to God. Because this morning, I didn't go to God right away. And then I said, okay, Lord, I'm not starting out the day on the best foot here, so I'm going to start it over, (laughs) right? I'm going to come to you again and let you mold me as your clay, which gets us right into the responsorial Psalm. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob. So blessed are us who realize, whoa, I can't do this without God's help, right? I cannot, in the second second verse in the Responsorial Psalms, I cannot put my trust in princes, in the sons of men in whom there is no salvation. Right? I need to go to God whose help is the God of Jacob because I'll be blessed when I do. Go to God who has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. And then, of course, the Alleluia. Open up our heart, O Lord, to listen to the words of your Son. Lord, open up my heart before I read this scripture. What do you want to tell me? Well, I'll tell you something else, he says in Matthew chapter 13, verse 47 through 53. Jesus said to the disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea which collects fish of every kind. When it's full, they haul it to the shore. They sit down to put what is good into buckets. What is bad, they throw away. Thus it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. So what did God say to me in this part of the gospel? This is the first part. I didn't get to the last part because I think this one was the one that spoke to me. Look, there's evil out there. There are good people out there. And it is me who is going to separate them. So you do your best to live a righteous life so that you are the fish that goes into the bucket, right? You're the fish that goes into the bucket and you come up to heaven. Okay. Fine. That's the other piece. We can't be casting judgment out to the world when we've got the log in our own eye, right? We've got our own problems, our own holiness to work on, our own sinful behaviors, and one of them being judgment and and anger and casting out, you know, our disapproval on others. Or vengeance, which is not ours, it's God's. So pull back, come back to me, says God. I will divide through my angels the good fish and the bad fish. What I want you to do is come to me so that you can kind of understand who the good fish are and who the bad fish are. So that you know what's right and what's wrong and what is truly happening on this earth. Satan is running around doing his best to destroy humanity, destroy the family, destroy life through anger, hatred, frustration, division. He doesn't want unity and love. He doesn't want husband and wife as they are created by God to create children and to grow into loving Christ-filled families. He doesn't want any of that. He wants to recreate what God created and cast confusion and division across people and hatred for people who don't think the way that you think, or they think, I should say, or you think, I don't know. I mean, that's the same thing. You can't cast and judge others, cast or project your hatred or disbelief. To them, because they don't see things the way that you have. You have been enlightened, but you have been enlightened by the love of God. You are called to love people to God, to accept them, right? It's hard to love the person and hate the sin, especially when you can just see the destruction happening. But that's what we have to do. Not everyone's where we're at. Praise God, we have been given a little bit of light. If you're listening to this, you're either searching for the light, or you've been given an inkling of light, or you're trying to live in the light. We've been blessed. We've been blessed. And so we must be so thankful and grateful. And when you stop listening to this podcast, I would suggest you get on your knees or you immediately start thanking God for showing you what he has shown you because I did not see this for a vast majority of my life and what he has shown me over these last three months has been insane but the key here is if I don't take every moment every day with him to walk through everything with me I'm lost I'm trying to be my own potter I get angry and frustrated. I don't have his love. It's critical as we just went through those those three sections of what was basically said to us today, right? Let me go back up here. Sorry, I've got to move. I was going on to the next thing that I had. So Jeremiah, yeah, hey, let me be the potter. Let me create you into what I want you to be, what, what, I've, what I want to make you to be, not what you want to be. And oh, by the way, I'm the one. Blessed is he whose help is me, God. If you come to me, all will be fine. Open your heart. Listen. Listen to the words of my son, God says. And then don't worry. I will be the one to divvy up the fish. The good fish from the bad fish. So you just work on yourself. Don't be worrying about the speck in your brother's eye. <laughs> Worry about the log in your own. And then I decided to read the um, the optional readings for St. Peter Christologus, who's a bishop and a doctor of the church. So this was beautiful. Ephesians chapter 3, 8 through 12. I'm going to read the whole thing. It's not that long. Brothers and sisters, to me... The very least of all the holy ones, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the inscrutable riches of Christ and to bring to light for all what is the plan of the mystery hidden from all ages past in God who created all things so that the manifold so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the principalities and authorities in the heavens. This was according to the eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness of speech and confidence of access through faith in him. Okay, in summary, we, these lowly people who... uh, God chooses not the learned and all of these people who have all this amazing education etc he chooses the regular folk like you and me who in some cases don't think we're ever worthy enough to speak about our faith because we don't know enough i don't know the bible verses i don't this i don't it doesn't matter you do you know the love of christ you've had an impact in your life through your faith so you know the inscrutable riches of Christ and that we have to bring that to light to the world. So basically, we are called to be bold (laughs) and speak with confidence, but we can only do that if, again, we stay close to God in prayer and we call on him all the time. He's going to give us the words. He's going to help us. He's going to give us the grace <sighs> because <laughs> if we allow him to teach us his statutes which is the responsorial psalm lord teach me your statutes i don't i, I want to keep your word i want to seek you with all of my heart i don't want to stray from your commands within my heart i treasure your promise that i may not sin against you i know that this life is short I know that you're asking me to be bold and to go out and bear fruit. Please give me the courage. Please help me to also be a good witness by living your commandments. With my lips, I declare all the ordinances of your mouth, right? God's asking us to go be disciples. But he reminds us yet again, and I will wrap up with this. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. So don't fret about what you'll say on social media. Don't freak out about the world and the maddening fact that so many people are walking in the dark they, they haven't been enlightened with the truth. They don't have faith at this particular moment in their lives. Don't be disheartened by the evil that is perpetuating a vast majority of this world because I truly believe that the silent minority is becoming the majority. I believe that all of this stuff is playing out in front of everyone in the world. It's not just an American issue. A lot of people are watching America right now and people are starting to wake up. I will tell you, I see it. It's hard not to see it. It's a slow awakening. I mean, they're not just popping out of bed, getting ready and going out into the world and seeing it differently. They're groggy, they're rolling over, they're waking up and they're seeing something. And then they're, you know, they're wiping the sleepies out of their eye and all of that. It's a slow awakening, but it's happening. So all we need to remind ourselves is the gospel of Luke, which is the last part of this second reading that I'll get to. Jesus said to his disciples, a good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit, for every tree is known by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or gather grapes from brambles. A good person out of the store of goodness in his heart produces good, but an evil person out of a store of evil produces evil for from the fullness of the heart the mouth speaks from the fullness of the heart the mouth speaks if we stay on the vine and remain in God and him in us we will bear much fruit our hearts will be full and filled with God his love when our mouth speak the truth this is not to retract into your house and just spend all your time with god <laughs> unfortunately i think i would really love that but that's not what god called me to god said i gave you this mouth i gave you this gift to gab i gave you this beautiful gift of this faith i gave you the 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 ability to truly Hear how the word lives and breathes every day. This is why daily scripture is so important. I There's no coincidence that I am reading this today, that I am hearing what he is saying today in this day and age. There's There are no coincidences. It's a God incidence. It's no coincidence you're listening to this podcast. We have to remember that we've got to be out in the world sharing the truth with kindness and love. And let God divvy up the fish, right? Let's just make sure that we work on ourselves so we are put in the bucket (laughs) and love one another. Do our own research. Sit with God. If we're struggling with something that's going on in the world, sit with God and ask him to help us find the truth. The question why should be first. Why? Not who, what, when, where, then why why first, then what, why did this happen? And then who did that? Why did they do that? And who did that? The where and the how kind of just fall to the wayside in some cases, but that's the way we need to look at everything. First is the why. There's always a reason so for example, with the doctors, sorry, this one's going long, with the doctors that just came out and met um, uh, on the foot of the Senate Senate, and came out outside and those videos were taken down and they were talking about hydroxychloroquine. And I watched the whole two and a half hours of the second part. I did not watch the first three hours of the first video. I, I kind of skimmed through some of it because I wasn't as interested in that one. And I didn't get to see the third video. Why? Because it was taken down. So I had to look at the why for both. Why would these doctors come together, risk their licenses, their reputation, risk it all? Why? Because they're asking the same question. Why are we not using this particular hydrochloroquine, blah, 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 when all of these studies, and there are many, many studies. And oh, by the way, hydrochloroquine helps so many other things beyond viruses, beyond COVID-19. It's ridiculous. And the side effects are like less than aspirin. So why? What's the What's the reason why these doctors did it? Because they're asking why are we not using this? Why are we not saving lives? Why are doctors hiding and scared to lose their license? This is the this is what they are putting themselves so, That's their why. And then I have to look around and say, "Well, why did the videos get taken down on on YouTube? Why is Google changing you know and and serving up debating types of articles that hand single-handedly dismiss these doctors why are they wiping the one doctor who yeah might be out there a little bit but that's one of the dozens of doctors that got together they're ripping her apart by her you know spiritual and and other beliefs but she's still a doctor. <laughs> she still, you know, uh, speaks of this drug. So, to, you know, it's like, it's like a, it's a defamation of char- defamation of character. Why are they taking these videos down? Why are they using one kind of study? Oh, and by the way, let's not forget, why did those other two studies get retracted? you don't hear too much about that. There's, there were two massive studies that were retracted because they were false. They didn't, you can't whip out a study. You think about it, you have peer reviews, you have all these things that you have to do to have a study actually be valid. And so they had to take them to take uh, the Lancet report. And there was another one that I that's escaping me right now. And those were out there immediately. Why, 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 why? Maybe they don't want us to take this drug, but why? Is it part of a bigger pharmaceutical money thing? Is it always about money? Right? Fauci and and Gates and all these people tied to this company that starts with a G that I can't remember its name at the moment. You know, I've done these digs and looking into things and the why's. And the who are doing these things, these what's start to, you know, you toss them around in your head and that's when you take them to God. That's when you say, Lord, I don't know what's going on here. What am I supposed to believe? Because I have seen one person out on social media who is a very faithful Catholic who put something out. And then started saying, oh, I don't know. It doesn't appear that this is legit because of this. And immediately was swayed by one article. And I sit here and I think we need to sit with God and let him lead us to the truth. And when we do know the truth and we'll know the truth because we're going to have some peace, we're going to think through our head. He's going to put thoughts into our minds. I don't hear God audibly. I don't hear this massive voice come down from heaven <laughs> like jeremiah go to the potter's house and then I'll tell you another message yeah i don't i don't get that but i do as i as i sit i start thinking and then i and then i stop and i go do you want me to do that and so i have this beautiful supernatural gift that's this whoosh and i feel the whoosh and i'm like okay so i'm blessed and you can have it too you just got to sit it might be something different you might not have a whoosh but you'll have a very calming, peaceful feeling across your body and you'll be like, okay, yeah. And then when you're looking to go in another direction and it doesn't feel right, your stomach's not feeling so good, you kind of feel unsettled. That's not God. God doesn't put those, that's not the yes God is giving you. God gives you that yes of love, kindness, peace, generosity, you know, those types of things is God. So when you feel those things in your body and your mind and you're in your feel, I know people say, you know faith isn't a feeling it 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 is it is a a part of it there will be times where you may not feel god's presence but god is still there and there may be maybe times when you're not feeling the consolation or the spirit moving in you but god is still there i get that but you talk to any carmelite saint or any saints our relationship with god as we progress on the faith journey is supposed to be physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. Our bodies, think about when the you know, when you climb up those nine levels of prayer to that perfect union with God, you read about the saints that are almost in a catatonic state. Their bodies go almost dead. People around them looking at them while they're on their journey with God. There's physical attributes to be, you know, when you're levitating, you're off the, you're physically off the floor. When you have a deeper spiritual relationship with God, you're going to change. God is going to speak and communicate with you and your relationship with him is going to go to depths that our, that, that our minds cannot comprehend. Nobody's more shocked. And I thank him every day. That's why I give him back that gift. Every day I give it back to him and he (laughs) he just whooshed me and he gives it, he gives me that sign back because I, I'm like, I don't know why you've done this with me. You know, like I don't deserve to have this clear of a direction from you, Lord, and you can have it too. Don't compare your, your road with mine. Mine's been rough. Um, it's taken a long time and at the end of the day, I, that's my mission. I know a lot of you have tied me into com because of my, you know, radio show with Christine, but you have to understand a year ago today, countdown wasn't around and that was, that's not my mission. While I appreciate visionaries and, you know, I appreciate what, you know, they're trying to possibly tell us, I'm not on that website. That's not my mission. My mission is to help others deepen their relationship with God and the Catholic faith. That's my mission. To help others hear God's voice. How do you pray? How do you live with God every day? That's my mission. So a lot of you might come to me and some, I don't know who's listening to this, but some of you may have come to me and said things about Countdown to the Kingdom and all of that. And, you know, go to Christine for that. I, I'm, that's not my gig. As a matter of fact, I, when that initially came out, found myself just, you know, going down my own little squirrel path. And, and then it also caused me some angst and anxiety. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, that's not, I feel better living in the day with God right here. I know we're supposed to be prepared. I know that God has, you know, given us in scripture, uh, you know, prophecies about what is going to happen in the future. But darn it, if I sit here and I get close with God every moment of every day, I can ask him what to do right at this moment. I'm not Asking him what to do two months from now, five months from now, right? I do sometimes. But the most important thing is to live where God is. And he's right here. Yes, I know. He's out of time and space. He's all over the place. Everything is now for him. But this, in this world, in this time constricted place, God is right here. And so let's remember to call on him all day, every day. Sorry, this 10 minute Podcast went to 30, but I hope it helps you while you're trying to discern what is truth, trying to pull yourself back from the maddening world that we're in, but also have the courage to bring the truth into the maddening world, because that's what we're called to. With kindness, with love, but also with courage and knowing that if we've got God on our side, how can we fail? Right? With God, I can do anything. Without God, I can do nothing. That maybe might be the summary of this podcast. Let's call on God, run to him every moment, make sure that we spend some time in meditation, so that he can truly speak to us individually and help lead us every day to bring him to this dark, dark world that needs him so much. All right, everyone. God bless you. I love you. Have a beautiful day. Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power... And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So... I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today.